episode 408 of After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. So much to talk about. Lots of Sabre stuff to get to today. Uh, some clarity on on what we said on a couple things the other day. Not not changing our tune, just clarifying. Do you want me to just clarify now, or do you want me to just get to the other stuff first? There's Don Granado's post-game press conference. Sabres lose to St. Louis. Zemgis and Kyle Oposo. There's interest in them from teams at the trade deadline. Um, did I miss anything? Morgan Riley, Ridley. Morgan Greg. Riley. Yeah, that's that's going to be a topic of uh, conversation in uh, in hockey uh, land for the next couple of days, and and obviously people giving their opinions on how many games he will get uh, for a suspension. And uh, well, how it, do you it, feel about it? Well, I've already expressed the way I feel about it. I think um, it's simple. Um, I look at it as 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 a player. Um, when you have uh, two, when you have a rivalry game, Ottawa against Toronto, they they clearly have built something um, where they hate each other. And you have the uh, Ottawa Senators played a really good game. They're building uh, last night. You have this Ridley Greg goes in and takes a full slap shot as hard as he can into the net, almost like an FU to um, Toronto Maple Leafs. I think you have to, have to know what you're doing, and you also need to know that most likely there's going to be a response. Okay? When you act like that, there's going to be a response because it's disrespectful. Whether you think it's entertaining or love it or dislike it, um, there's going to be a response and you have, especially when you're, especially when you're doing it to a team that is very frustrated, just lost to a, a bottom seed in the Eastern conference. The Leafs are not exactly in a comfortable playoff spot right now. So that stung, that stung a lot. Very much. No, I loved it. I loved what Ridley Gregg did. I loved it. And I think what Morgan, you Riley love what was, Ridley Gregg did. Oh, I loved it. Oh, you're an idiot. Like I, I okay, I did not see that coming. Um, listen, I don't have a problem with it. What's either. wrong? With I it? really don't have a problem. What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Yeah, what's wrong with it? Listen, man, I'm going to tell you to this. Make sure he put that. Don't be thing. this guy. Okay. Listen, we're on a podcast together. We love each other. Don't press my buttons. I, you second. know as well as I've I watched do, it live. That, that is an un- I watched it. I watched it live. And I thought that was fucking awesome. And then yep. I totally and then what, what Morgan Riley yeah. did, what Morgan Riley did, Listen, I'm like I don't have a problem on. with I, I hold on, hold on. Okay. I expected that. Okay. So I wasn't surprised when Morgan Riley went and cross checked his head off his shoulders, but I loved what Ridley Greg did. Cross checked his shoulder. His head right off his watch, shoulder. He watch it. Watch right the cross check. Right in the cross checked his shoulder. Deflected right the off jaw. the shoulder, right into the jaw. Doesn't matter. Where you know, listen. Um, it's a stupid play by Morgan Riley. A stupid comment by their oh, coach. Jeez. Stupid comment by their. Co- what do you think they need? What do you think they need? Retribution on Ridley Gregg for scoring an empty netter, or their best defenseman out for five mm-hmm. game suspension? Mm-hmm. Because if that's less than five games, then then that's just Toronto getting the breaks again. That should not be five games. Not even close to five games. Ten should be more. Okay. Tell me you're going to say it should be two games. I will will say this, that uh, 
this this uh this conversation is kind of not going anywhere because I I feel right it's now that you are you definitely to. pressing uh, pressing my your buttons. buttons. For, not, that's exactly what you're doing right no, now. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I understand if, why. If Morgan you don't Riley think did did, if if off, you don't like, think that there should be um some sort semblance of uh reaction, if you don't want that to happen, Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, then win go. the fucking yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Win the game. Just win the game. And if you won't have to pull your goaltender and right, simple you know, as that. you're just just, you know, because because Ridley, um, you know, he can do whatever he wants and he can disrespect a team and go take a slap shot in their in their net, which never happens. Ever I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in years. You don't watch basketball. You don't watch fucking basketball. But the end of a game, if a guy has a has a breakaway at the end of the game and they're the game is iced and it's like four Three, you don't think he's going to go up for the ultimate sky slam dump dunk and just try to power it down on the on the rim? You don't think LeBron James is doing that? You don't think Kobe or or any superstar in the league is going to do that? They're going to jam it right down your fucking throat. Guess what? I got a breakaway. Empty netter, Toronto Maple Leafs. We're trying to make the playoffs too. The Ottawa Senators are right. Yeah, just they're so definitely making knows, the playoffs. The Ottawa Sen. Well, they're not going to make the playoffs, but the Ottawa Senators are going to pass the Buffalo Sabers in the standings. Mm-hmm. Well, Sabers are very close to being second last in the Eastern Conference. Second last in the Eastern Conference. How many games is he going to get? I would think um, with Morgan Riley, who's played how many games in the NHL? Eight hundred. A lot. Um, he does not have any. Um, issues, suspensions, anything along that nature. I think you have to take that into account. I think once the player safety actually breaks down what Riley did and, and, you know, I don't have a problem with it at all. I loved what he did. There's a reaction to, you know, something that happens which is disrespectful to your team and you're going to react often. And I don't have a problem with this at all. He is a guy that has played 770 games, 69 games in the NHL and has not even come close to having any discipline problems. So in this situation, when you actually watch and break it down, he goes to cross-check Ridley, which is absolutely, I would have done the same thing times 10. And it hits the shoulder, which deflects off the shoulder and hits him in the face. And it is a clear cross-check, and I'm not denying that. But if this was a Brad Marchand or or someone along that nature that has been suspended multiple times in the past, I think that you could probably be anywhere from 5 to 10 on this cross-check. This cross-check is probably going to be a two-game suspension, maybe three tops, because of the person that did it. Okay, I don't know what it's going to be, but I think it should be more than five, and could be ten. If they got, if he got ten, I'm, I'd be absolutely fine with ten games. But it's not ten would be, 10. be another embarrassment for uh, for uh, the league if uh, if they did that. You know, I I think that that oh. would just be completely ridiculous. I don't know that Sheldon Keefe condoning it 
pretty much condoning it in his post-game press conference is going to be a good look for this either, though. That's the last thing I'll say on that. Would have Should have just kept quiet, said, we'll let the league deal with it. He was emotional. I mean, anyway. Moving on to the Sabres. Sabres lose to St. Louis yesterday. Before we get to Oposo and other trade talks, Casey Middlestad clarifying the Middlestad for a goalie. Casey Middlestad for a goalie. That's apparently what we reported, Craig. Um, but before we get to that, you asked me yesterday to watch Don Granato's press conference, and you said, what sticks out? So I watched it. I don't know what you're looking for me to say. Did you watch it? I did. Do you, there's there's one observation. Okay. Just to want all the media to keep listening to After the Whistle. I like your questions. We'll continue to guide you. Kidding. It, was he pissed off? Did he have a little bit of fire? Uh, I mean, what, uh, I no. He's, uh, he's, he's the same, you know, 50 okay. some games into the season. Okay. We're basically okay, so it's not, so dealing with the same. Okay. Uh, he was whispering at one point. Was that it? No. No. It, it's, it's, um, I mean, it's just the it's the same thing um, that we have seen for a very long time with this team. And there's no consistency in their game. Um, I think there was a statistic that came out that uh, that I read last night that it's like 31 or 32 games out of 52 that the Sabres have been scored on first. Um. Like I said, there's no consistency, and now you have Don Granado talking about you know the 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 work ethic wasn't there. Um, you know they didn't go to the front of the net. The front of the net. I've I've said this a thousand times. Like you you, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that the teams that score the most goals are the teams that smother the front of the net in the offensive zone. They make it tough for goaltenders to see pucks. They react off rebounds. Um, they win battles in, in, we call them the danger areas because defensemen in this league are allowed to play physical in front of their goaltender, which, you know, someone needs to tell Owen Power that. But we are, we're, we're, we're being outworked. This is a team that's like, what, 14th? 14th. In our conference, we're 27th in the National Hockey League right now. 27. And we're talking about this at, at, at game 52, that guys won't go to the front of the net, that there was no work ethic there. Soft, no consistency, no one at, at net front, easy to play against. Lack of energy, lack of emotion. That just sums up this entire team. And when when are things going to fucking change? I don't understand this, how we're still talking about this. And Don Granato is still talking about this. He cannot say that this is about development. It's not about development. It's either his message is not being received. His message asked. is not being that received. Asked. That was asked. And I don't remember the answer because it's just I I it I, I swear on everything I watched the whole thing I did 
I just, I can't remember the answers because it's just, I think they're always all the same. I mean, you could take, you could take a, uh, a loss, a post game Don Granado interview from game seven or eight, pick one that they lost, insert it last night and you get the same answers. You literally just, you get the same answers. Maybe, you know, players' names might change and goals or whatever, but you're going to get the same answers. Uh, we did, you know, like we didn't work. He said we didn't work. You know what that would have meant back when we played? Oh, sorry, back when we played. We're dating ourselves. You know what that would mean to any other team in the league? <laughs> you, know, you know what that would mean to any other team in the league that has a standard? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we're I don't know why we're doing this. I don't I don't know why, listen, I mean I'm more I'm more interested in in the trade conversation. The definition of insanity I read on X last night someone sent this out. Doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results. Doing the same thing over and over again with different results. This expecting team, and expecting different results. Expecting different results and I and I sit That's there the and last I think 13 to myself years of the Buffalo Sabres. Well, I was I was honestly thinking to myself last night after that game at home every single stick on that rack I would have brought into the dressing room one by one and smashed it over a table then walked back out to the stick rack grab another one and I'd smash that one and I'd do it for 20 minutes and like look at all these guys go no fucking work are you fucking kidding me I would be going home early tonight, get lots of liquids because you're fucked in the morning. You don't want to work at you don't want to work at night in a game in front of your fans. Well, we will definitely work tomorrow. That's what I would be doing right now. There are so many guys on this team that Don Granado just doesn't want to hurt their feelings. It's very apparent. It's very apparent that he is the ultimate player's coach. He just wants to talk things out. He wants to do more video. Listen, 50 uh, some games into the season, I'm, we're still watching the same. I'm shit. sorry. I'm, I'm not. He still uh, does not have answers. When you're being asked, why are you, why is your team not working hard? Why is your team not going to the front of the net? You need an answer. Don't, don't say, I don't know why I don't, I don't know just tonight. They just didn't have it. You know, no, no, no. You were 14th in the Eastern conference, 27th in the league. There has to be a reason why your team is not performing up to the standard. And if they're not willing to do it, then someone needs, needs to be no, sat. Someone needs happening. to be embarrassed. They need harder practices at, at right now. It's not about winning games. It's about building. We're talking about building a culture. Kevin Adams has built the culture. Don Granato has built the culture. You know what he had, know what they have. They have a whole bunch of players that are super, super happy to play in Buffalo. They're super happy with the environment. Well, that needs to now change because these these players here, every single one of those players in the dressing room, every single player wants to win. Well, they want to win, but they don't know how to win. They don't know what they need to do and what standard needs to be had each and every single game. 
I'm going to tell you this. Fans in the stands that sit and watch hockey, they know the difference. Even people that don't know hockey, like just people that just want to go and bring their kids and watch the game. You know what they know? They know when a team works hard and they know when a team doesn't work hard. It's very simple. And watching the Sabres play is like watching fucking paint dry. It is not exciting. I don't walk away from my couch or games that I've been to saying, wow, what an entertaining game. There's none of it. There's no emotion. There's no spunk. There's no drive. There's no energy. There's no work ethic. They won't go to the front of the net. Are you kidding me? They're looking for help now. According to Elliot Friedman, they're looking for help. A lot of trade rumors going on around Buffalo. Now, Zemgus's name with uh, Kyle Oposo's name has come up. Uh, we reported on Friday that Middlestad is being shopped, and 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 you can – Dave Pignotta credited me. I don't know why he didn't need to do that, but he said um, – uh, I don't know how he said it here, but he said, uh, Casey, nice job, Andrew, Peter. Well, he used my Twitter handle. Who reported Friday the Sabres are shopping him while a team source told me they're not actively trying to move him. Multiple teams say Buffalo is listening. Middlestad prefers to stay, I'm told, but he is in play. That is not true. That is them trying to strengthen their stance because they have to move him. That's nego- I mean, there's no question that Kevin Adams negotiates through the media. I believe he negotiates or he negotiates. Yeah, what, negoti- what GM doesn't negotiate Correct. through the media? Correct. So Kevin and Adams is, so probably I'm, I'm, is not doing something. I'm going to tell that- you this. I will trust who told me they and used the word shopping before I will trust a team source trying to put that fire out. Shopping weakens your return, does it not? Taking calls strengthens it, does it not? I would listen. I would. I would think that um, Kevin Adams and his staff want to see what the market bears. Casey Middlestad has had a really solid season, very solid. Five on five play has been fantastic. He's played quite well as as a as a two hundred foot centerman. He's been solid at the offensive zone. He's been solid in the defensive zone. He's only 25 years old. This is a, this is a guy that is a really good piece. They are banking that Tage Thompson and Dylan cousins will continue to take their games to another level and be the top two centers and, and never look back. That being said, they are going to they're going to not shop Casey Middlestat, but people know that he's available. You don't think they're going to shop him if he calls and says if his agent says we want 6.5, 7 million? Well, what do you think he's, he's worth? Well, he's outscoring Tage this year. Don't worry, no, no, okay. don't worry about Tage's contract okay. or, about Dylan? or Dylan's contract. Oh, okay, don't worry about just, those guys. Just worry about his statistics in general and what he's done in the past. What what kind of money do you think Casey Middlestad is worth? I'm biased to this opinion one way or the other because I, I know what I would pay him, and that's not the right conversation. I can't have a conversation beyond that. I cannot have a conversation beyond what I would pay him because I don't believe he's worth more than what I would pay him. But the NHL market is going to give him more, and that's not my fault. 
And maybe that's why you pay Casey Metal. And maybe that's why Kevin Adams is making the right move here by shopping him. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it. Maybe let's credit Kevin Adams for shopping him. Maybe Kevin Adams sees what we see. You need a different third line center. You need a different third line. You need a different centerman than what you have. A different type. Yep. Okay. And maybe he's wise for doing this. But what I would pay him, five million dollars. Okay. That's it. Okay. And 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 you know what? And and I would imagine that if Casey's agent or Casey heard this, they'd be like, "Fuck that! I'm worth like six point five. Sure, maybe maybe you are. Maybe that's what the market. I'm just telling you what I would pay you. And that's okay. and I'm sorry if five million dollars is an insult. Like if five million dollars is a slap in the face, I'm really sorry. I apologize. That's and and if it is a slap in the face, then I would trade you anyway. But I'd be trading him anyway, even if he would take three and a half. Okay. I that's 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 good to know. And it's 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 trying to, you know, Casey's been here for a long time, has been has all of the other players like Darlene and JJ Paterka, Jeff Skinner, Tuck Thompson, Cousins, Power, and you just keep going down the line. Uh guys have been here for 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 a little while. And uh, you know, right now, Kevin Adams is trying to make decisions, not only now, but what what's going to come up in in one, two, three years from now. He's going to have to pay J.J. Paterka. He's going to have to pay, most likely, a Quinn, which, you know. Do, do you know who people want? I've listened to some of the, some of the trade ideas for Casey, and we'll talk about Zemgus and uh, Kyle Oposo in a second here. But... Let let me just clarify one thing too quickly. Um, The Casey Middlestad for a goalie conversation. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, I I can see where people are misunderstood because the show tweet yesterday that I put out with the soundbite says. Because, you know, each each marker is a is a topic that we had inside the show and it's kind of, you know. And the title was what we were hearing. And the first marker says shop Sabres shopping Middlestad. And I said shopping because I was told shopping. I wasn't told they're taking calls. I was told they're shopping. I was told this fucking team was called about Casey, not the other way around. Okay. So let's just, so I'm going to stick to the word shopping and I don't blame Kevin Adams for shopping him. And then I said, and looking for a number one goalie. So I said, Sabres shopping Middlestad and looking for a number one goalie. Not Sabres shopping Middlestad for a number one goalie. They're yeah. two completely separate deals. Now, could it end up being in the same deal? Maybe. Maybe it could. I guess my question is, not, what? Why? How- why would the Sabres want to find a number one goaltender with the way that Uka Pekalukanen has played this year. I don't, I don't know. Cause maybe he has value and he's just still not even with what he's done this year. Proven enough to this management that he is the guy, or maybe they are still so all in on Levi, but they understand now what it's going to require for Levi to hit that peak, which is maybe a little bit more of a vent, uh, a veteran mentor, so to speak. Okay. So this just comes down to 
maybe, and I, I don't know because I think I think Uka Pekalukinen has played quite well this year. Um, but are you in? Are, are, do you feel that the Sabers right now are in a situation that they're also looking at UPL very much like Middlestat, where they feel sell high? Luka Pekalukinen has played very, very well this year, but they've also seen this guy for how many years in the organization? And it could be, listen, he's developed into a number one goaltender, but maybe Kevin Adams, maybe the organization feel that he's just not their guy. That they feel maybe... He's overachieving a little bit and looking for someone that has maybe more of a track record. I don't know because I asked myself, like, why would you trade Uka Pekalukanen or or move on from him and bring in a number one goaltender when you already have a guy that's playing so well and is still very young? So I don't have the answer to that. It it'll be interesting to because I'm I was a little little bit surprised when I heard that they're shopping for a goaltender because I would think that Devin Levi would take the opportunity and this, and the Sabres will take the opportunity to put him in the minors for the rest of the year, allow him to play a ton of games. And next year he's going to be up in the NHL. Maybe they were shopping for a number one goal. Maybe they were, maybe this is maybe that particular uh, tip was a past tense tip. But even still, I don't give a shit. I'm not a fucking insider. I am not looking to break news. When someone that works in the NHL wants to call me and drop information on my lap, I'm going to repeat it because I trust the people that tell me this information. So if I'm wrong about something, I, I personally, I, I, I want people to understand, like, I don't have a scorebook. I don't give a shit. I really don't care. The one that still I think is hilarious while we're on this was the one when I said major changes coming to the Sabres franchise, and they thought I was talking about team, players, and management when I was talking about an executive on the other side. But it it, it only mattered to me. It didn't it didn't matter. I didn't care if I was right to everybody else. It mattered to me and the executive that followed me on Twitter. That's all that fucking mattered to me. So check that box off. All I'm saying is I don't give a shit. If if it was a John Gibson conversation in the off season, this past off season, great, happy they made calls on him. But does that mean that the conversation's over? Are we that convinced in our goaltender that they wouldn't be calling for a number one goaltender? Like, think about next year. Are you confident with UPL and Levi next year? They got to be thinking about next year. This isn't about this year. Whatever they're doing now is for next year because they need to close the book on this year. M- massive fail, massive fail, massive, massive fail. But do you know who will not fail you? When you get in a car crash, Selena Law is never going to fail you. They're going to do everything they can to get you what you deserve for your accident. So if you've been hurt in a car crash, don't wait. Call the eights. Call Selena Law. 888-888-8888. Car crash? Call Selena. Everything they do from here on out is about next year. And I think shopping Casey Metalstad is a smart idea. But fans are pissed. 
because some fans are like, I didn't like him. And now he's grown on me. And now I really like him. And now I want him to stay and be a part of the solution. And now he's leaving. Someone just bought his jersey and they're like, glad I just ordered Middlestad's jersey. Yeah. Good luck raising season ticket prices next year. There's going to be a goddamn uproar if they raise the season ticket prices. It is, man, these fans continue to get screwed. They get an underperforming product year after year, and they get prices going up on them year after year. Looking for a night out? Maybe go watch a game at a bar? Maybe even have a nice fancy dinner? Who knows? I might even get crazy and play some bets while I'm at it. And there's only one place to do all that, only at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. You can hit up Stick Sports Bar and Grill, grab an unbelievable steak at the Western Door, gamble at the casino, or even place some bets at the sportsbook. All in one location at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. I guess the only question I would have for you, I think the Sabres, if they're, if they are looking to move on from, from middle stat, I think you need to look at, so what, what are you looking to acquire? I already what are what you I looking want. to get acquired? I already back? know what I want. I've decided on it. And I think you have all the pieces that you need to make it work. And it's, and I'm going to just, I'm going to lay it to you right now. I think your team automatically gets better with this one trade. It has nothing to do with you or your bloodlines. I swear when I say that. But he needs to go to Calgary, and you need to get Mackenzie Weger, and you need to get Nazem Kadri. Those two players, you get a veteran center, Stanley Cup forward, who you can play on the third line center, play in the power play, kill penalties. And add a add a little bite to your game, and you get Mac Weger. We already know what he is. Steady Eddie on the back end. Scored a hat trick the other night. I mean, physical, positionally sound, kill penalties, block shots, finish checks. I think right there, your team automatically gets better. And I know we talked about this trade a while ago, but there's no way that Kadri would turn this trade down, and there's no way that Weger would turn this trade down. I believe that deal alone automatically makes your team better. Well, just a shout out to my boy, Mackenzie Weger, who scored his first hat trick last night and is currently leading all defensemen in, in uh, scoring in goals. He scored his 15th last night, 15. If there was ever a player that Kevin Adams should be going out to get, it should be Mac Weger, because I know that he's full of character. I know that in the, in the the teams that he's played on in Florida and Calgary, they love him. He's a great team guy. He's got insane talent. He's a defender first, and he will be a guy that will be sticking up for his teammates whenever need be. And you're talking about a right-handed defenseman to play with Rasmus Dahlin? Well, you found him. So, and I'm going to tell you this. There's not a whole lot of people. There's not a whole lot of players that would love to come to Buffalo. But I will tell you this. Mackenzie Weger would come to Buffalo. And he would have a smile on his face. And he does know how good this young team will be in the future. 
And I think, I, I mean, he's, he's literally exactly what we're looking for. And Middlestad is exactly what Calgary needs. They just traded Lindholm. They're looking for a center right now. They're looking for a young 25-year-old center that they can have for six, seven years, eight years. Yep. I know you're probably not crazy about the Kadri idea, but he's got 44 points. He, he's, I mean, you put him on a, you put him on a line with some good young players, and I'm telling you right now, he's got game. He doesn't have to come here and be the man. He doesn't have to be the star. He's, he's going to make a shit ton of money. He's going to be a lot closer to home. Well, I'll ask you this: who's your, who's your first line center? If 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 Kadri comes here. Well, it could be Kadri, could be Tage. No, it's Tage. Come on, let's get some straight. Okay, Tage fine. is an absolute freaking stud. Tage, he is not fine. performing up to his capabilities. He's got what two points in nine games. Yeah, he's he's having a rough go. He's frustrated. There's no question about it. Nazem Kadri is a very very good uh, player all around. He's he's defensively, physically. He plays the right way, plays with the grit that we need, adds a little swagger. Um, he He's an older player, which this team desperately, desperately needs. Um, he's, he's had a good year. He's got 16 goals and 44 points right now in 52 games. He's a plus player. You know, he, he would be a more than welcome addition to this hockey club. More than welcome addition. I, I, you know, I, again, as much as I think Casey has had a really good season, I'd take Nazem Kadri over Casey any day of the week. Now they're at different stages of their career, and that's what you need to remember. Different you know, you have a 33-year-old still performing at opposed the same to level. a 25-year-old. 20, 20, uh, I think you could get Kadri at a very low price as a throw-in. Like, do you think Uyghur... A throw-in? Not, no, 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 no. not going to be a no, throw. No, no, I don't mean a throw in the bad choice of words, but what I was going to say was let me just finish my my thought there cuz it was definitely rushed. Could is is Uyghur for Middlestad a straight up deal in your opinion if both teams were in on it? I don't th- can I say no. I think you have to give more to Calgary simply because Uyghur's a right-handed shot. He has all the goals. He has the physicality. He has the pedigree. He has it. Well, all. I was thinking a... the other. I was thinking the other way. Um, and this kind of this sounds maybe a little bit kind of weird, but um, I think I think Mackenzie Weger, who who has had some unbelievable years. So his last five years in the NHL, he had thirty six points in fifty four games. He was on pace for over fifty points that year. He followed it up with a 44-point year. Then he followed it up with a 31-point year, which is his first year in Calgary where he was getting his feet wet. Now he's got 32 points in 52 games. He still has 30 games left. You're looking at minimum another 15 points or more. So you're looking at almost a 50-point year. He's got 15 goals right now. He's a plus 13. Plus 29 he had in Florida. Plus 40 he had in Florida. Last year on a on a losing Calgary team, he was plus 15. This year he's on a losing Calgary team and he's plus 13. He is an unbelievable defender. It would I'm not I'm not saying this because he's my cousin. 
I'm not saying this because he's my cousin. cousin I'm cousin. saying this I keep because calling him your grand your grandson. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. He's exactly what the Sabres need. Like, I mean exactly what the Sabres need. He is going to be the guy that's going to go to Owen Power if he plays with him and he's going to say, listen, man, you need to calm your shit down and grow a set of balls, okay? Because I got your back, brother. We're going to do this together, but you're going to learn how to play the game properly. Rasmus Dahlin, if you were to play with Rasmus Dahlin, those guys would be on the ice 25 minutes a night all day long. Mackenzie Weger is, is not a first-line power play guy, but he's played power play in the past on the second power play if need be, right? I mean, anyway, I don't even know why we're tooting the horn on, on Mackenzie Weger. I think I'm the one who's he's, hard enough. Because, no, he's exactly, what, he's exactly what we need here in Buffalo. He's exactly what we need. I mean, Age, he's only 30 years old. We he need, has got well, we need a, number, a number of, of more years. Like he's getting paid $6.25 million. He should be getting eight and a half. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. So he would be a monster to pick up here in, in uh, for Buffalo. He would be an absolute monster. Would you consider trading Benson or Savoy? Yes. They're Western League kids. I'll Absolutely. tell you this. Fucking St. Saint, Saint Alberta. No, St. Albert, Alberta. Matt Savoy. Done. See ya. He's, he's literally yeah. from Alberta. Yeah, but Middlestad and Savoy for what? For Kadri and Uyghur? We got to get... We have to get something else. That's way too strong for Calgary. That you're giving up Middlestat and Savoy for Uyghur and and Kadri? Yeah. Uh, you got five more years of fucking six more years of Uyghur, and you have like literally five more years of Kadri. Yeah, what are we? What are Calgary's we trying gonna to have, do? Calgary here? could have eleven years of Savoy. Or he might not play in the fucking league. Okay, that's he's five nine. I didn't realize that we're knocking down. I mean, we just saw. I just saw Brian Gianti yesterday. (laughs) I mean, listen, he's an out fucking liar, and I'll tell him right to his face: you're a fucking (laughs) outlier. You're you're literally look like a tiny little midget on skates, but you're an outlier. You scored forty nine fucking goals, not fifty. Forty eight. Forty eight. Forty eight. He didn't but he's an outlier. Points. Nathan Gerby is an outlier. If you go and actually skate and look at NHL hockey teams, they're massive guys. They're big guys. We're just so used to talking about these fucking tiny little guys. It is unbelievable. So would you trade Matt Savoy, the ninth overall pick? Yes. Yes, I to, would. To Calgary. Well, who, you're not trading Matt Savoy for fucking Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri has 16 goals this year and 44 points. You're not trading Matt Savoy for Nazem Kadri. You're going to trade Matt Savoy and something. And something. I think there's a lot the Sabres can do. Do you think Kadri in the lineup right now makes this team better 
And do you think that Mac Weger in this lineup makes the team better? Yeah, because I think when other teams come in and see those two guys in the lineup, they don't just see, you know, it's not like it's only two guys. It's like, fuck, Codry's going to be If I were to tell you that Codry's going to be a pain in the ass tonight, Weger's going to finish every check and be, and beat you up in front of the net. Yeah, I, I think I think your team automatically gets better. I already said that when I opened the statement with trade for Codry and Weger. Did you miss that part? Yes. So what if what if we were to move something like Matt Savoy Middle stat and and um fucking shit balls there, Clifton. Is that something that Calgary would go for? I don't know. I'm not I'm not the GM. All I know is I don't know that answer either. All I know is like Yoki Haru should not be back here. He can go in the deal. I I think I, mean, I, I, I think get, Yoki just... Haru is a restricted free agent. I I do believe that he has some sort of uh, market. I'm trying to look at like, do you believe in your belief system that Connor Clifton is the right fit on the third pair in Buffalo? No, but well, I don't feel I don't feel that either. He's five eleven. I bet you he's not 5'11". He looks fucking 5'10". He looks like he's 165 pounds. He's so fucking tiny. Dude, he's so small. I don't need a fucking kid like this on our team. I want big. I want nasty. I want a guy that can skate. I want a break. I want a McNabb. There's there's also talk of Zemgus and Kyle Oposo and the Bruins having interest in, uh, in those two guys. I think I saw the fourth period uh, reported that. If that means anything to you, I could see that. I, those are exactly the kind of guys that Boston would want. Listen, I am not surprised that a team that is in a playoff hunt would want either one of those guys or both. But I but Zemgus Zemgus is exactly exactly what a playoff team needs. So what do you need to give to get both of those two players? I don't know. Like, what are you going to get for those guys? You're not getting first rounders. They're not first round. Oh my God. I, 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 so, I'm just trying to say, I'm looking at right now. Um, I'm looking at the team, Boston, and their first three lines are set. Okay. And they need basically energy. You know, Zemgus Gergens brings that. You know, you get that leadership, that older um, veteran type presence from the from your fourth line. And and listen, Kalik Poso and, and Zemgus Gergensen in a lot of games were were playing very well for the Sabres. And, you know, if Boston's looking to kind of like they've got a real solid defense core, they've got unbelievable goaltending, you know, they're looking for, you know, players that they can get cheap because Boston doesn't have any, they don't have any draft picks. Like they traded them all away in 2004. They don't have a first rounder. They don't have a second rounder. They don't have a third rounder. In 2025, they don't have a second rounder or a fourth rounder. They've traded them all away because they were trying to win. So now they're trying to find players that can be pieces to the puzzle that is not going to devastate 
um, you know, their draft picks they're, they're or whatever moving forward. Yeah, but you know what, though? Uh, I think Zemgus could be a piece for them even going forward after next year. Like, I think he is a prototypical Boston Bruin type player. Robotic, robust, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he plays. Yep. I like Zemgus's game, not alone, not being the lone wolf on a team. I'd love to see what Zemgus would do with three or four guys that could back him up a little bit if he could. But he's never had that. He's never had that comfort. You go to Boston, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a freight train. The the problem the problem that you're gonna you're gonna have with um going to Boston, Zemgus going to Boston is they're not gonna pay him anywhere near the two and a half million dollars that Kevin Adam paid him. But he's not gonna get that anyway. Like he's not getting he's he'll not be, going he'll to make that. he'll that make a million dollars. That's that's Tops. he might have to he might have to take a one a one year deal for a million bucks. He might have to do that. No question. But he who knows what he gets. But I could see him being a good fit in Boston. And I think Kyle Oposo is exactly what Boston wants. Character, depth, veteran, class, all that stuff. Yep. Yep. It'll be interesting to see, you know, that's now a side all of a sudden that's, you that's hear a, these. I don't think I don't think that's a deal that makes your team better tomorrow. I think it that's a that would be a a you know down the road. Who knows? Who knows what you get? Sabres don't need more picks though, but I mean like what are you what are you getting for them? You know, you're gonna eat half their salary. I'm you know what I'll take? I'll take uh I'll take a, a prospect like Kuntar or I mean I don't think they would give you John Beecher, would they? John Beecher was a first round draft pick. Um, he he's played forty games for this team in the NHL. Forty games. He's got five goals and seven points. My question is, you know, just why is that what is that what the Sabres need? I don't know. I don't I, I honestly I don't know, you know, uh you talk about Trevor Kuntar, who's, you know, a Buffalo, a, a Buffalo kid. Um does he want to come back to Buffalo? I don't know. Something to, to uh, Austin in a lineup where he may have not much chance to crack that lineup in the next couple of years. Well, does he have a, does he have opportunity to crack the Sabres lineup? I think everybody has an opportunity to crack the Sabres lineup. Who are the, who are they going to, if they don't trade and get players right now, who are they going to have next year in their lineup? Who? Uh, Who are they going to have? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it'll be interesting. I hope that Kylik Poso, I hope that Zemgus Gergensen are moved. I hope that those guys go to a team like a Boston Bruins where they have an opportunity to play in the playoffs, to make a lengthy run, and possibly be on a team that has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And that's what I would like to see for those guys. They've put a lot of of uh a lot of their their bodies their minds into the sabers organization it's been a real tough go for zemgus gergensen the longest standing buffalo saber and i would love nothing more than to see zemgus uh have an opportunity to play in the playoffs and i think he would want that you know at his age there's not too many there's not too many opportunities left so I'd like to see Zemgus Gergensen. I would love to watch the games and watch him and how excited and ramped up he is to play in the playoffs. And I'd love to see that. Play on a good team. 
I mean, he is going to walk into that organization and be like, where the fuck have I been the last 12 years? It is going to be a massive change for him and a welcome one. One that I hope that one I hope that happens for him. I really do. Yeah. Guys, like I think you'll see Eric Johnson gone. I think you'll see uh, Oposo gone. I think you're going to see Gergensen gone. And then it's about trying to make this team better. Got to make this team better because there are a lot of holes that are going to need to be filled for next year and, and, and the coming years. All right, that'll do it for After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Thanks for listening.